0: Into the It is Friday the 29th of April. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co host Shane Lee. Shane, one of the great things at the moment is everything's coming back to life. Uh, Crowds at sporting venues and the comedy festival, the iconic Sydney Comedy Festival that's underway. And of course, a, a Our two guests today are going to appear over the next month, Shad Wicker and, of course, the great Luca Muller. Yeah,
1: well, guys, go down and check out. So I think Luca's on May 7 and Shad's on May 18 and 19, all around Sydney, um, from the Enmore Theatre to the Opera House to the Factory Theatre, um, comedy everywhere. So get down and see it because the comedians, I think, they've they've done it tough like a lot of people have in the last few years and um, I'm sure they'd love your support. And uh, those two
0: boys are very, very funny. Oh, there's nothing like a belly laugh. Absolutely nothing like a belly laugh. Well, well, we have the lads on the show today. It is Shad Wicker and Luca Muller time. It's Friday. The Osher Group, our motto is winning connections. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group where a new world of excitement awaits. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach. There is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. So come find us online at www.theoshergroup.com. Dot com The Osher Group. Our motto is winning connections. Now, Shane, Ben Stokes, English cricket captain. It was speculated upon. Uh, it's now happening. And the question mark at the time was all the problems that he's had, both physically and mentally. How would he go as the leader of England? Obviously, they've done a thorough uh, check they've done their due diligence on this and he's going to get the nod he's got the nod but there's no other
1: real choice Tim that's that's the issue England have and and Ben Mm. Stokes has um, as a player, look, he's played seventy nine tests, five thousand runs at thirty five with the bat. He's taken one hundred and seventy four wickets at thirty two. He's a two time Wisden Cricketer of the Year. So statistically, as a player, very very good. Um, but as you said, Timmy, he, he's had issues. He got into a fight off off the off the field. He's um he's he's had some mental health issues of, of late. He doesn't really want the extra burden um, of captaincy. It's um, part of his game. I know as an all-rounder, it's very, very tough, mate, to to get both your batting and bowling working at the same time as a cricketer, and that's his job. But then to throw all the problems that captaincy brings on top of that, it's going to be really, really tough for him. Mm. But as I said, mate, he's the only, only choice. Mate, I knew
0: how difficult it was as a specialist fielder in D-grade to, to combine my fielding <laughs> and my eating at lunchtime. It wasn't even that easy. All right, coming up next on Afternoon Sport, it is Brisbane comedian Chad Wicker. Mentioned the comedy festival on in Sydney big time in May, and of course Shad has a few uh, gigs that I, I speak of. Shad Wick, the Brisbane comedian. How are you, Shadster?
2: Guys, well, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, but I tell you what, it is a bad week to try and bag on shit teams, <laughs> unless
0: you're a bulldog. <laughs> unless you're a
2: bulldog. How good was my dragons, mate? They were fantastic against the Roosters. It was quite impressive. I mean, the Mighty really fell over the weekend, didn't they? It was yeah. a lot of uh, crazy times. I mean, the Warriors, obviously, we don't have to talk about the Warriors on Anzac mm. Day, but uh, <laughs> what a strange time to head into this week. And then it gets even stranger with last night and mm. the Broncos. Oh, my God. The Broncos, the Broncos look good. They're looking real good. I mean, now it's four, four and four um, for the season. Obviously, mm. that mad 16 seven win over the Sharks. The Sharks' attack looked awful. Let's be honest, like this high-flying Sharks team that no one wanted to try and take on. Stags is now better than Talakai. Surely that's a Blues jersey coming his way.
0: What are your thoughts? Well, I think he's right in the mix, isn't he? Uh, but there's lots of others that are in the mix as well. You, you can't dismiss Talakai from one performance. you got Stephen Crichton flying at Penrith. And, you know, there's other options. But look, he's got to be right in the mix. The way he... Uh, the, the pressure he showed, the strength he showed to score that try down the right side, he's certainly a quality player. So Brad Fittler would have loved that. But yeah, well done, Brisbane. They they sneak in to the 8 just for the time being i think that'll change with games over the weekend
2: oh that's funny you should mention that they sneak into the 8 guys um because if we go back to my yes. nrl predictions for 2022 i predicted mm. that the brisbane broncos will finish the year in seven well, it's looking pretty good i must i must,
1: i must i, must, I, I must reckon see. this team
0: can sneak into the 8 at least yeah well there's a cracking game tonight um talking about the 8 south sydney and manly we got the yeah. early game with the titans and panthers i think the titan Python- Panthers will just do a job on Gold Coast I don't know what's happened to them but then you've got this Rabbit Seagulls game this is a ripper
2: yeah, but it's going to be a good one to see Roberts take on the Seagulls. I think it, it's kind of like um, we're all pretty much just waiting for Magic Round, aren't we? Like, I mean, mm. I'm, I'm loving some of the matchups that are happening, but the one that we've all marked into our calendar, just like we did last year, is when will Melbourne take on Penrith? <laughs> like,
0: yeah. I
2: feel like everything yeah. else is a non-game to me until mm. that Magic Round happens because I want to see. There's actually a few games on that weekend that are kind of the way we're, mm. like, heading are going to be quite interesting turning point games for mm. the season, I feel.
1: Hey, Shad, I, I, I have a strong rumour, and I believe this could be true, that uh, if the Bulldogs don't go well this week, not only will Gus be coaching, he may be playing again for them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, what position is Gus going <laughs> to head out there? What number? <laughs> Probably play the outside backs with him, I reckon. <laughs> I, really, I was thinking up in prop from the looks of him, but... <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's some, there are some hot butts around the NRL for coaching at the moment. I think Kevy just got himself a little bit of a stay last night. If they had lost last night, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we would be having a similar conversation, especially with that information about his uh, payout clause in the contract that the Broncos have. If you're going to say this year, we did. I've said that there would be two coaches gone before round 21. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys reckon that was a bit too conservative. There might be three. Right now, mm-hmm. as it stands, the three hottest seats – in the NRL, hit me, Trent Barrett. Trent Barrett.
0: Yeah, and it's it's probably difficult to find the other couple. I mean, you 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 can't. You, well, you got to look at the Gold Coast. You got to look at Newcastle. Um, uh, there, there's a few. There's a few about. But just just before we leave the Bulldogs story, I mean, what about Gus? What about the influence there? Look like at the history there, and it's been on every chat show, NRL three hundred and sixty. Everyone's got their view on it, but you look at it, Ricky Stewart. Graham Murray, Godristy soul. Ivan Cleary, Anthony Griffin, and here we go again with Trent Barrett. Um, Look, whereas other football managers and people over the top sort of tend to stay out of it, he gets deeply involved and it never ends well.
2: Yeah, I think he's been turfed every single time and then the team's gone on to some glory. So it'll be interesting to see what the Bulldogs do in this situation. Who do you think they're going to side with? I think they're still going to side with Gus.
1: Well, clearly clearly are because Trent Barrett's not saying anything. He's almost defending him. It's, it's really embarrassing for Trent, I think. And, and it just goes shows he hasn't got the medal to do this job.
2: That's what I mean. Trent Barrett. I don't think, I think he's had enough cracks. Like how many chances do you get? Yeah, As a coach of an NRL side before someone goes, look, mate, you're just not up to the task. It's time to head over and coach the bloody New York, whatever it is mm. coming out of there for the Super League. Because, I mean, he's he's been in this situation before where he's either lost the players almost immediately like when he gets into there to be the coach uh, or he's had major issues when it comes to management. And now you, you know what? Not- Gus you know, schooled sitting there. Well, in, the best in,
0: person of Yeah, in his defense, in his defense, and someone needs to be the devil's advocate on this one, Like he finally gets a team with all these players in it and then he gets the influence from outside. He gets told not to use Flanagan for four weeks. Look, I'm, I'm not as quick to shoot him uh, because I don't know whether we've actually seen him with a full opportunity. But uh, at the moment, look, the bottom line is the Bulldogs are a complete mess and they, they, they look are they're, they're bound for that bottom spot on the table aren't they can i ask you one before
2: we leave that then mm-hmm. um mm. in a world where player contracts don't really mean uh, anything they're about as <laughs> worth about as much as the paper they're printed mm. on are you yep. looking at people uh, like some of their big signings that are coming across who might be sitting there seeing this basket case and be like oh is there a way of me getting out of this contract?
0: Look, they contracts are contracts. But look, I don't think that they'll change their ways, uh, those guys. They've actually got, was it Reed Marnie? They've got kick out. They've got a few players coming across. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see what does happen. I, I think they'll probably still come. Um, they do have a wonderful history. They've been an amazing club for you know since they came in in, in the late 1940s. I think it was 47 they came in or, or the th- late 30s, I think, they came in, the Bulldogs. Uh, what? What about the NFL? Oh, man, today is a huge day for the
2: NFL. Dreams come true today, guys. The <laughs> yes. NFL Draft is taking place, the greatest lottery in sports. Um, I'm really excited for this year's draft. It's one of the first ones in in history. Uh, well, it's the first one in a very long time where it's quite unknown where a lot of teams are going to be going, which direction they're going. I mean, in mm-hmm. previous years, it's been obvious that there will be quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. Yep. Uh, but this year will be the, first, uh, it'll be the fifth time in, I think, 15 or 20 years that a uh, quarterback won't be picked as the number one pick in the NFL draft. Wow. Um, It is also the fourth time in 10 years that the Jacksonville Jaguars will be picking first. (laughs) (laughs) Something stupid like that. Them and the Browns have basically traded first-round picks for many years. But um, it's going to be interesting. Day one is going to be really exciting. If you've got a team in the NFL, now's the best time if you haven't been into the season last year. Get in today. So you know some of the names and the faces your team have put in their future uh well where future careers of coaches and GMs are decided on days like today. But I'll give you two big points. No go. Aussies will go today, but there will be, I reckon, a few big trades will take place. There's there's a kind of the thing in the NFL where a lot of players who are like, you know, arcing up wanting new contracts never usually get them until after the draft. But in this year, we've seen so many contract changes in the offseason that we've got four really big name players that are desperate to leave okay. and a bunch of teams that are desperate to get them so watch out for San Francisco and the Seahawks to potentially trade away two of their biggest names to some teams like the Jack uh, the New York Jets who are sniffing around ready to All give right. away draft picks the last one is day two Saturday get up Ooh. chuck it on your telly and <laughs> have a look for Farley Daniel Farley oh. is uh, he is a tackle an offensive tackle six foot eight. 170-odd kilos. Yeah, he's, a, he's a monster. <laughs> he yeah. is an absolute yeah. giant. Uh, he's he's expected to be picked and it'd be a really good prospect, uh, just like my um did for the uh, for the Eagles. He'll mm. probably be picked on day two, hopefully by my Cowboys, because we've got a need in his position. Um, he's only The only reason he's dropping down the draft, they reckon the only reason he's not going to be a first-round pick because he's got the size and the athleticism is he's not so good with his hands mm. when it comes mm. to blocking. But alrighty, for an Aussie, alrighty. that's the guy.
0: Okay, we'll look out for that now. Just on the Bulldogs, 1935, they joined the comp. This is just how good they've been in the past 50 years. In 1980s... They Bulldogs were a dominant force, of course. They appeared in five grand finals, winning four. They featured in the 94, 95, 98 grand finals. They won the comp in 2004. The dogs of war. Can we see them come back? Weren't they called the Berries witnesses? back then, though? Yeah. The, no, that was that, that. predated. The Berries were back in the 70s, I think, when I started getting footy cards. <laughs> but, may be the best version of you, my friend, until we do it all again next week. Mate,
2: I'll see you at the Comedy Festival, May 19th and 20th. Look it up. Coming up
0: next, we're going to head to Melbourne with our Melbourne comedian, AFL and world Gun lover. It's Luca Muller. Friday time—that means it's Melbourne comedian time. Luca Muller, and of course, of course, we've had this debate about coffee in Melbourne. Shad reckons the coffee is just regulation, but uh, it's not, is it, Luca? Coffee's out of its skin in Melbourne. It's the best in the world, isn't it? <laughs> it
3: is the best in the world. I actually feel a bit stupid now for just having an escafe this morning before the record, but uh, <laughs> I'll make the most next time. Say, party your team, nice plug.
1: <laughs> now uh, we're not stupid when it comes to supporting a uh, an AFL team, mate. The D's sitting firmly on top, but a bit of trouble with COVID.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, like everyone this year, running into some uh, some player absences here and there, but we've copped a pretty big whack this week. So we'll be missing, well, first of all, our coach, Simon Goodwin, and then four mm-hmm. premiership players, Jackson, Petty, Sparrow and Cozzy Pickett. So, you know, pretty, uh, pretty important. Parts of the team there. And yeah, coming up against the Hawks, who you wouldn't expect to beat us, but with all these absences, you never know. People have sort of been saying, I try not to buy into the hype too much, but people have been saying that the only chances we have to take a loss will be with big COVID outs like this. So this could be the week. What about St Kilda
0: and Brisbane just tripping down the road? Yeah,
3: it's not bad. It's pretty good. It's nice to see the Saints actually doing it. I've got some Saints fans who they're a bit like Dees fans where they've had a had a pretty rough trot of it for a few years 1966 yeah exactly and then got so close in 2010 and everything but um, yeah mm. hopefully this is the year they put make the proper finals push
1: now look uh, the game I'm looking forward to you know I'm a mad Swannies man but I think it's going to be probably the the round uh, or the match of the round Sunday Swans take on Brisbane at home
3: both 5 and 1 going to be a huge game, this one, I think. Yeah, that is so bloody good. And it's so good that it gets its own little time slot at the very end of the round there. Um, What a nice little dessert treat. And Tom Papley coming back in for the Swans as well. He's massive for that team. He could make the difference, I reckon. I agree. Zach Bailey's coming off six goals as well. Um, And he was sort of saying during the
1: week that if the Brisbane are going to be a genuine top four contender, they really need to win this one at home against Sydney.
3: Yeah, this will be massive. This is a preview of a game we'll probably definitely see pretty deep into the final series. You'd think, yep. Um, yep. yeah, it's uh, it's bloody good. The Swans are never down and out for too long, are
0: they? How do you guys do it? It's very inter- it's very interesting looking aid, is isn't it? Melbourne, Fremantle, Brisbane, Sydney, St Kilda. Geelong, Carlton, Collingwood and it's it's all pretty congested. We've got, we've got another sort of uh, top six clash with Geelong taking on the high-flying Frio. That's, that's a sneaky good game. Yeah, that's real sneaky good. Um, Frio have surprised a lot of people but yeah, they're sitting second
3: on the ladder and I think this will be a good means test for both teams to see which direction they're going in. Frio have looked really good but can they actually pull it off against a legit team like the Cats and the Cats have held it together so far but can they um, keep it going against you know a young, fast, hungry team like like the Dockers there,
1: Luke, Just quick before we we turn on to um, the world game, uh, Bulldogs and Essendon. So both only having two wins. If the Bulldogs lose this, are they is that them done for the season? Do you think?
3: You'd think so. Pretty close to it. Maybe after that, they could still sneak into the eight if they scratch and claw their way there. But yeah, both of these teams have um, been underperforming, and you know, relative yeah. to expectations this year, they'll both be pretty bloody desperate for a win, really. And fortunes uh, have turned slightly for Port Adelaide? Yeah, slightly. got their first win over the weekend against um, against the Eagles there, as you know, a lot of people would have predicted. But, yeah, you'd reckon there's just going to be a slow roll in this season. Not too many more wins. I think, think they're think. still down the pub at Henley Beach, probably drinking pisses. we speak. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who
0: can blame them, really? <laughs> um, now, let, let's have a look at the, the English Premier League because uh, there's, a, there's a heap going on. The other thing that's really caught our eye this, this week is the amount of teams that are coming out to Australia in that uh, June-July period. I know we're going to head down to Melbourne and one of my young blokes to see Man United.
3: Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, heaps of teams. I think it's United, Aston Villa, Leeds, Crystal Palace – um, maybe Liverpool's coming as well it's uh, it's cool I think it's sort of uh, obviously the Premier League has been always pretty popular here but more so in the last sort of 5-10 years or so with um, you know the rise of Optus Sport and all that people are really getting around it it's cool to see they obviously never really bring out like their two super top flight players but it's still fun to, it's fun to go and watch yeah well, what are there some big games this weekend <laughs> yeah some massive games some top four implication games Man United managed to hold on to a draw to Chelsea just uh, about an hour ago so that's good for them still sort of in the run for top four but Arsenal is playing West Ham that's massive for top four and then Chelsea against Everton Chelsea they haven't looked too good but they definitely need a win there and Everton just to stay out of relegation needed as well there's um yeah some pretty spicy stuff happening down the bottom of the ladder there. If Everton go down, they haven't been in the second flight of English football since 1950. Jeez. So that would be a massive story. A huge story. And just quickly on the Champions League? Yeah, so the semis are happening. We, it's obviously in the two-leg system there. Uh, Man City beat Real Madrid 4-3 in a ripping game this week. And Liverpool looked pretty mm. pretty cosy against Villarreal, won 2 nil. So the second legs of those games next week. Um, obviously, if Man City and Liverpool play again in the final, that it'll be a good game and stuff. But God, I'm a bit sick of watching them. <laughs>
0: That's a huge story about Everton. I've got a great mate of mine who played there uh, years ago and I had a beer with him the other day and he he could not hide his upset. Um, The Toffees uh, fancy them not being in the Premier League or the whole possibility of them not being in the Premier League. Luca, we'll do it all again next week. Thanks boys. Talk to you then. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our guests today, Shad Wicker and Luca Muller. And, of course, Saturday, a huge day of racing tomorrow, Shane. Thanks to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors, the Osher Group, Timmy. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back Monday with our daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Join us
1: for our Afternoon Sport Racing Bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. What I'm Backing and Why. Tim Gilbert is joined by racing journalist Matt Jones and professional punter Brad Miller discussing which horses they'll be betting on this weekend and why. Catch the show Friday afternoons ready for your weekend of
2: punting. Subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast app, What I'm Backing and Why. Happy punting.